This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Thank you for listening to the FCS Podcast with your hosts, Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, do you believe... And welcome back to the Believe Podcast Network show on FCS Football. I am Joe DeLeon, and I didn't want to walk up the hill to our normal recording studio, so I'm going to have the headphones for the show, and Sean won't have headphones, and we're going to share a mic, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to put Sean on the short chair today, and we're going to open up the show with the DBs. You know what I just realized? We're we're complete fools. I mean, we're we're obviously sharing one microphone right now. Right. Why don't we just get a pair of Apple headphones and and share the ear? Like you know what I'm talking about? Is that enough to <laughs> coming live in the basement of Weldon Hall, the University of Rhode Island? I'm Joe DeLeon, where I have all the power because I have a fancy laptop. Why are you making me sound like some old timey? It's my <laughs> big voiced uh, newscaster. It's my best big voice. That's that's all I got. <laughs> that's all you got because you know you don't have. You know, you don't, you know, you that you do not have your own big voice. Right. So. I am Sean Anderson, and joined with me tonight is Joe DeLeon. Uh, we will be covering defensive backs tonight, and Joe has been begging for me to open the show because for some reason it's a burden on him. So tonight I'm going to do, do it. A burden. And I have no. absolutely taken the reins. <laughs> I am opening every show from here on out. No, you're not. Maybe with a dig on DeLeon, we'll figure it out. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I don't like your attitude. Mr. Big Shot over here. By the way, are you comfy? I just want to know. Yeah, I'm pretty comfy, actually. So Sean's sitting in a... Um, he, he decided we had normal seats at the table that we were in in the study lounge that we overtook. He decided to move the normal chair that was at a normal height and slide in the big sofa cushion. Yeah, listen up, Leon. I'm going to do this show in comfort if we're going to be doing it at 9 o'clock at <laughs> he, night. He also, he also made the effort to uh, find a, a house plant, and um, that is also uh, making things much more roomy. Listeners, pause the episode and then comment on wherever you're listening to this and just take a guess between me and Joe as to who spilled a whole bunch of topsoil out of the plant on the table. Okay, just you know ta- what? Just pause the episode. Make your guess and then resume it, and I'll tell you. I'm gonna give us a five second grace period for the for the uh, for the pause. Okay. You, this, this it was is, Joe. This isn't live TV. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to. We don't need a grace period. You look. Are, are you just coming in hot because I beat you in the last game of Madden we played? I, I'm four and one. Hey, you're four and Off one. Camp. Yeah. yeah, I won the last one. 
how happy are you? <laughs> I'm pretty happy. <laughs> you don't want to talk about how happy you got on the pick six? Oh, I was pretty happy. Oh, We're okay. not going to get into that. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so today, Sean and I were a part of a pretty interesting venture as today was our off day for Rhode Island football and we traveled to Patriot Place and we witnessed Patriots training camp today as a team, which was a pretty fun experience. Now, Sean, what were your your takeaways from that? About an hour in, I felt the first beat of sweat go right down my chest and then the next 15 minutes, it was completely drenched. Uh, But other than that, it's really fun to watch um, pro teams play. It's interesting. They don't hit in practice. They no, just don't. No. It, it's it's pretty interesting that you say that, that in indie periods, there's really no contact at all. There's really no major hitting. Maybe in those team periods is when that's actually going to happen. But it's very tactful and detailed, and Bill Belichick obviously being one of those coaches that's put an emphasis on being precise rather than overworking his players and getting the right reps. It seems to be the new trend in football where yeah. we're going to be lighter during the week so we can have more juice come game day. Now, after talking about our wonderful trip to Patriot Place, like Sean thankfully alluded to because he decided to open today, we're going to be talking about the best defensive backs. Before we get to that, though, I just would like to make a quick disclaimer that we are Making a transition to posting these podcasts on Wednesdays, logistically, it makes the most sense. Why? What do you give me that face for? Did uh, did you not get the memo? I got no memo. You didn't get the fax? No. I know your fax machine just must, must not be working. Is that the case? <laughs> what are you giving me there? I'm, I'm looking at my away. calendar. I'm just <laughs> looking at my calendar trying to figure out what we're doing here. What's today? It's a Monday? Yeah, we're recording on a Monday. All right, fine. We'll keep. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So, in addition to that, though, we're like I said, we're, we're going to be making that transition to Wednesdays, uh, just for the reason that logistically it makes more sense during the season, specifically for the reason that it can allow us to talk about the previous week's game with enough time, and then also talk about the next week's game with plenty of time. So, in addition to that, we can go pretty in-depth in analysis and breaking things down, Um Maybe once the season ends and time permits, and we previously discussed this on the podcast, was that we might be doing two episodes, but considering Sean and I are full in-season athletes, that's realistically not super-duper possible. So, I would like to note that I did get the memo. I now recall. You did get the memo? Yeah, I got the memo. Oh, so you just have a poor memory. Yeah, that's it. Is that from knocking heads too much lately? Uh, I might be. Okay. On to what we are intending on getting to, as this is our last positional preview, and next week we're going to be doing... Specialist previews. No, we're not doing specialist previews. (laughs) (laughs) I did give you a good setup there. (laughs) Man, this is so uncomfortable, just having, like, being this close to your face. Like, I've never wanted to hit you more. (laughs) I just have to point that out. Um, No, but we're going to be doing our first lead-in to the first week of FCS football. If you were not aware and not paying attention to the schedule, there's two games that are going to be played next Saturday. Not this Saturday coming up. The following Saturday, we have Villanova and Colgate, and I'm blanking on the other game. That's my fault on that one. But, yeah, don't don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. You can look it up right now. That being said, though, we're going to be talking about the best defensive backs in the country for FCS football. And we're going to start right off the bat with our 
first guy, and that is Marlon Bridges from Jacksonville State. Now, Marlon Bridges did not get significant playing time last year. He had two games. And there were a couple guys on this list, actually two specifically, that missed significant playing time. So it made things a little bit harder on us as far as evaluation. Um, but so he only, only ended up playing in two games last year. He's six foot and 200 pounds. Very much needed to be talked about because he's one of those guys that is considered to be a draftable prospect. In watching his tape, though, he is more of a safety, but I did get to see him in some situations where he was playing some coverage. He is pretty good at, at covering. He can cover running backs, tight ends, receivers, anything that you need him to in any situation if he has to slide over and pick somebody up. Uh, in addition to that, I just noticed he's a good, very good at di- diagnosing things. He's very good at coming downhill and making tackles. Um, there were a lot of instances where I even saw him making plays at the line of scrimmage from typical safety safety depth, which is you know ten yards around that range. So very athletic guy, very very talented. I'd like to see more from him. Obviously, he didn't, we didn't get to see much because he was hurt. Looking forward to what we're going to see from him in the 2019 season. All right, I'll take the reins here for the second guy, Manny Patterson, defensive back from the University of Maine, 5'10", 180 pounds. Last year he recorded 27 tackles, one interception, and 15 passes defended. Uh, Interception numbers might look low. That's because nobody wants to throw to this guy. And the first note I have on him is body control. And he has it in spades. Every move that he makes is a technique that's proper. He he knows – what his body is doing at all times. That's huge for uh, a defensive back who needs to know how to use balance and shift weight and use his hips. He sticks on receivers for the whole route. He's just right in their pocket, doesn't allow any breathing room. And if a receiver does get separation, great recovery time as well. So he's got all the tools that you need to be a strapped down corner. Good insight there on Manny Patterson. And right after him is another CAA guy that we have on this list. And sadly, he's the second person that did not have any playing time last year. So very tough to evaluate his recent tape. He's making the transition to a new number, Sean. I'm pretty sure you were aware of that. He was originally number 22. Now he's going to be wearing number one for the Dukes. Uh, 5'11", 188. I'm sure he's added some a lot more weight since... Uh, the last time that was recorded, considering that last time he played was in 2017. If you know anything about Robinson, in the beginning of the season before he got hurt, a lot of the hype was around him as a draft prospect, and not so much about Jimmy Moreland. And Jimmy Moreland ends up being drafted by the Washington Redskins, and not much is said about Robinson. Now we're back to talking about Robinson because of how talented he is, and he very much could be drafted in that same range that Jimmy Moreland was. He's very, very fast, so fluid, extremely athletic, really clean in his drop, and, and that's something you don't really see a ton from uh, FCS defensive backs. He looks like an FBS defensive back in his drop, in his ability to flip his hips, change direction, um, read where a receiver is going and be able to fluidly move and track wherever they're going to be. In addition to that, though, going in line with his speed and also his his hip mobility is that he can really stay with anyone. If anyone makes a cut, makes a double move or anything, it takes a lot to really shake him in any situation. And the one thing that I really took away from this, though, is that it, it's scary to think that last year we could have seen him and Jimmy Moreland 
playing together. Sadly, we did not get to, and luckily CAA teams did not have to face the both of them. Yeah, that would have been a disgusting duo in the defensive backfield. Next defensive back on the list is Christian Benford from Villanova, six foot one, one ninety. He last year he had forty nine tackles, five interceptions, and eleven passes defended. He's a really versatile guy. Uh, I'd be confident putting him at corner safety. Uh, he's just someone that has the tools for both positions. He's just got that innate coverage ability and just knows where everyone's going to be. He has command of the defense. Really, really strong player. Uh, really technically sound. I think Benford's a, a, a absolute stud. Right after Benford is Robbie Hawk from Montana. Safety. He's five foot ten, one eighty five. A little bit on the smaller side for a safety, but that does not keep him from being a sure tackler. Last season, he had ninety five tackles and four pass defended. Uh, like I said, very very good tackler. Uh, can play in the box and does a very good job of it. They did that at times at Montana, putting him in the box, and he's able to make those plays, make those tackles after a couple yards, and sniff out those runs and make those types of uh, defensive stops that you want to see from a a strong tackling safety. And now another strong tackler on the list, not to allude to a a sense that he's not a ball hawk. Will Warner from Drake, six foot three, two hundred one pounds. Last year he had fifty tackles, eight interceptions, four passes defended. He's got an excellent frame. He can press really well in coverage and drop back just as easily. And he's almost like bringing in your big tall wide receiver on a hail mary play uh, from the to have him play DB just because he's got that height and frame. He's like a roll defensive back that you could put on bigger wide receivers and have him shut them down. His feet are good enough to keep up with him, and he's obviously got the frame and height and jumping ability to go up for jump balls with them and knock them down. I think my favorite player to watch out of the guys that I was able to was Isaiah Swan from Dartmouth, who is the definition of a ball-hawking cornerback. Six foot, 180 pounds, a little bit lean, but that does not stop him from snatching footballs from opposing receivers and quarterbacks 39 tackles nine interceptions and a whopping 18 passes defended last season big big corner very long um very very dominant in his play he's very zone heavy in what they run at dartmouth um not really a lot of situations where i saw him in press or in man but he really thrives in those zone situations um, having him in covering you know, that curl flat zone. Um, a lot of his plays, though, he's just proof that he's incredibly smart. And it sounds redundant to say that about a guy that's coming from an Ivy League school, but it needs to be said again because you can see it on tape. He, the interceptions, the nine interceptions that he had last year were, were not really like situations you typically see where, you know, maybe a quarterback makes a bad throw and, um, a corner will benefit from it. Instead, when you see Swan, he's almost like a predator that's baiting his prey. You can see him kind of lurking, seeing, waiting what's about to happen, and then he'll step right in front of a receiver and pick the ball off and turn it in favor of Dartmouth. So very, very smart, very, very good at playing the situation and reading how things are going to come without really giving a tell in where he is and his ability to to track down a pass. Now, Joe, we're going to transition from your favorite player to my favorite player, uh-huh. who is Tyree Robinson from Eastern Tennessee State University, five foot eleven, one hundred eighty-four pounds. Just listen to this uh, stats that were uh, recorded by him last year: six interceptions, two and a half tackles for loss, one fumble recovery, 
nine pass breakups, and two defensive touchdowns. This guy is scary fast. He plays very fast in coverage and in the run game. He will boom anybody on the field. He'll boom from depth up close. Doesn't matter. He's all over the place. It's like he's almost like Jalen Ramsey-esque is what I what I see from him. It's just, But he looks like he plays faster than Ramsey. He's just really quick. He's like a blur on the field. He is a, an elite DB and I, I'm confident to say he's my favorite defensive back to watch on this list. Now we're slowly starting to wind down this list, and we have another Ivy League player that's very heavy in favor of the CAA guys and apparently Ivy League defensive backs, but TJ Floyd from Princeton, cornerback, 5'11", 180. Not as good as Swan was at picking off passes, but he still had six interceptions to go along with 33 tackles and eight passes defended. Uh, very good at tracking the ball, finding out where plays are going to be, and getting where he needs to be. Fast, fluid, it, it, pretty much what you would expect from a smaller, lighter corner. Uh, again, didn't really get to see too many press situations for him, but I wouldn't expect that to be a huge strength for him. His biggest strength is his speed and his ability to locate the ball. Now, I'll, I'll take these last two because I guess that's how it's set up here. Uh, Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois, uh, six foot three, 212 pounds, 47 tackles last year, three interceptions, and 10 passes defended. This guy looks huge. Like, he could play the hybrid DB nickel linebacker position. He plays really strong, physical, and he can cover. I'm just – he's a defensive back, but he's just built like a tank. He's a stud. Southern Illinois has a stud. This guy can go play special teams uh, at the next level easily. He's just that. He's just got that character to his play where he could go that distance and make the impact. And the last defensive back on the list, Franklin Mac McCain, the third from North Carolina A&T, six feet tall, even 175 pounds. Last year he had 37 tackles, 10 passes defended, and two interceptions. This guy is a touchdown threat on every interception. It doesn't matter. He is a electric defensive back, picking up fumbles, taking them to the house, picking picking off balls, taking them to the house. The ball finds him all the time. He's always in the right positioning on the field. He just plays with a lot of confidence. Uh, two years ago, he went down with a major in- injury, uh, took him out of the season. Last year, came back. Huge, huge impact player for NCANT. He is somebody that is just, you watch him on the field, you could see the electricity coming off of him. And now why don't you give us our insight on our final guy, or did you hit both of them? I hit both of them. I apologize for being a little bit distracted. Um, (laughs) uh, Sean's giving me his typical look of uh, dismay. Um, Well, that was all we had for our defensive back analysis. Hopefully we're going to be back into our full swing and into our normal recording studio instead of having to share one microphone next week. But you know, I just want to say thank you to our listeners for bearing with us because, frankly, it's really not easy finding and carving out the time, one, to do the show prep, two, to break down these players, and then also to find time to record and in a quiet room. So you know, thank you for those that have you know stuck with us and still been listening to the stuff because they appreciate the content we've been putting out. But we're going to be making our best effort, I would say, for our next show to be back in the studio and giving you exactly what you want. And I'm telling you right now, Sean and I have been doing a lot of prep work for the season as far as how we want to approach these new episodes and and making that transition to a week-by-week basis. And it's going to be a lot of fun, right, Sean? Yeah, I think think this is a show that could 
get a lot more people interested in a very, very strong uh, football division. I think if you listen and you enjoy it and you have a friend that went to the same school as you and that's why you listen, have put them on and they can uh, get a deeper appreciation. It's just something that I think can grow by word of mouth really strong. And we have good social media interaction, but word of mouth is really the key to getting not only this show more exposure, but the whole division in general more exposure because that's why we listen to the show. That's why you tune in every week is to hear us give light to something that doesn't get enough. So if you were to spread it around, it just helps everybody in the process, not only us, but all the other people covering FCS football. Everybody, you know, there's a lot of great people that uh, work with us on this and give us good feedback and accepted us into this uh, what do you want to call it media media sphere yeah. it they just everybody deserves that kind of attention and recognition along with the players everybody this uh i this season could have the potential to really blast off for the fcs yeah, Sean, you put it perfectly. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're going to have a lot of fun with this. The first week will be not exactly specific to what we're going to do during the season because we don't have any previous games to break down. But we're going to come at it hard for you next Wednesday. Um, feel free to give us some feedback on the thoughts on the Wednesday. Um, if you prefer it earlier or later, definitely let us know. Uh, we'll definitely take that into account because ultimately producing these podcasts are for our listeners and you are our main priority. But as always, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you follow Sean and I on Twitter. I'm at Joe DeLeon, D-E-L-E-O-N-E, and Sean is at Sean Anderson 65 um, Also, make sure you follow Believe Podcasts. They're at Believe, B-L-A-V, B-L-E-A-V, Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. Also, be sure to check out Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V, com for some other shows there's tons of shows out there for whatever you're looking for and interested in listening to uh that being said the final thing is please feel free to drop us some more reviews we had a recent one i have no comments about it um but that is going to be it for us folks and have a wonderful rest of your day this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.